to the Prophecy Club. Our topic today is, Are Trump Tariffs Terrific or Trouble? Are Trump Tariffs Terrific or Are They Trouble? Now, I've had several people lately say that they really like the audio clips that I've been putting into the radio broadcast. So I'm going to put some more of them in today, but don't necessarily expect them all the time for lots of various reasons. For one, it takes me about three times more time to do that, and I'm already stretched for time doing the program every day anyway. But I think it's important from time to time, and so we'll do it from time to time. Okay, so anyway, are Trump tariffs terrific or trouble? That's our topic today. Now, I'm not going to read this whole thing, but as you recall, May 27th, 2016, in my prayer closet, I asked Lord for an overview of these prophecies, and I asked that he would either speak to Pastor Massey or to my wife, Leslie. The next morning, Pastor Massey called. This was the part of the dream that I want to point out. In this dream, he said that, first of all, there was very good times. We were plowing, like very good things happening, good things, like seven years of plenty. Remember that, seven years of plenty. We're going to come back and talk about that. Then he saw Christians having to feed others. We came home. Someone dropped off two children at my house. One girl thought that we were the best to take care of some of these people. They were scared they would have no food. There was no food where they were living. So the second picture is meaning that once these current good times that we're in right now, once they come to the end, and they will, then the next thing we can look for is difficulty with food. As in, that may mean that it's expensive. It probably doesn't mean that it's not available, but it could be. There's some kind of food problem. Either it's too expensive or there's not enough of it. The next picture, he says, uh, someone came to my home to hurt these children, meaning hurt the Christians, and want to talk to me. I say, before I want to talk to you, I want to get my gun because I don't want to talk to you without my gun, meaning that after that, there's a society breakdown, means that there's a lot of people. Well, if you want to be safe, you got to have a gun. Now, don't forget my stories about how Leslie was told not once or twice, but three times that we should go and get our LTC, which we now have, our license to carry a firearm. That should have been a hint to you. If you're a Christian, that should have been a hint to you. All right, so... Uh, my first clip that I want to play, because, again, we're talking about tariffs, whether they're trouble or whether they're going to be terrific. This is from CNN. They're talking about the new Mexican president. Listen to what he says. He basically says he's not going to cooperate with Trump in several areas. One of them is helping us with our border problem. Last night, thousands filled the Zocalo, the plaza here, to celebrate this new president-elect, Andres Manuel López Obrador. He's, he's the man to take on Trump. This is a man who actually wrote a book called Oye Trump, it means Listen Trump, in which he really uh, sort of attacked President Trump's idea of a wall. President Trump wants to put America first, AMLO wants to put Mexico first. Now, I know you recall that Dimitri was told that the fall of America will start with an internal revolution started by the communists. Some of the people will start fighting against the government. The government will be busy with internal problems. Then from the oceans, Russia, Cuba, Nicaragua, Central America, Mexico, and two other countries will attack and defeat America in one day. Now, please notice one of those nations was Mexico. 
So here we have Mexico getting a new president that doesn't seem to be too much of a Trump friend. So maybe that's another thing we need to be praying is that this Mexican president will be a friend to Trump and to America. The next clip I want to play for you is CNN saying how bad tariffs are. Then we're going to put on uh, President Trump and let him tell us why we think they are good. CNN, tariffs are bad. Canada has begun implementing billions of dollars worth of retaliatory tariffs. The tariffs worth $12.6 billion come in response to the Trump administration's steel and aluminum tariffs. A lengthy list of U.S. goods, including chocolate, beef, ketchup, yogurt, lawnmowers, maple syrup, whiskey, will be subject to a 10 or 25 percent tax. In the words of Canada's foreign minister, quote, we will not escalate and we will not back down on the dollar for dollar response. China is set later this week to impose a tough 25 percent tariff on U.S. soybeans in addition to raising pork duties as part of its own retaliatory tariffs on hundreds of American products worth $34 billion. By the way, remember Harley-Davidson already moving Mm -hmm. production. There's that. Meanwhile, General Motors says if the Trump administration imposes its threatened tariffs on car imports, it may be forced to cut American jobs, wages and investment. This is going well. Are starting to cause a real panic among smart money. And there's going to be consequences if he doesn't back down. We're already seeing the consequences. The markets are getting spooked by this. It's not just a direct tariff that they retaliate for that. In some cases, they do different things. The idea that the Secretary of the Treasury was surprised that foreigners, shockingly enough, would not simply, for example, put tariffs on the same products, but they would be strategic. It's a little bit like I'm going to take your pawn, and instead they come back and take your rook. Right. Well, where did they get that idea? (laughs) I mean, well, I thought trade wars were supposed to be, you know, balanced. Right. So we're not thinking this through about our own vulnerability. It's called a war. It's called a war. Donald Trump calls it a war. They're going to fight the war back. We're seeing asymmetrical responses, obviously, to inflict pain on us. And what's happening is, and we're seeing it with GM and everybody else, it's the costs of the inputs are going up. So whatever small number of jobs we save is going to be overwhelmed by the much larger number of jobs that are going to be lost when Americans stop buying goods that are far more expensive than they were because the costs of the raw materials and other inputs have gone up. And this and is so isn't not this thought the through. part and, and that should have been thought out before? Well, everybody, everybody warned him. Now, before I play this next thing from President Donald Trump, let me give you my opinion on this. I like Donald Trump. <laughs> no, I love Donald Trump. I think he is the best president in my 64 years of breathing air and blocking sunshine on this earth. And history may record him as one of our best. However, good intentions don't always equate good results. Now, I think he is taking the correct direction. I think he wants to level the playing field with these tariffs. He wants everybody to have not just free trade, but fair trade. I agree with that. And I don't know of a better way to do this because he's got to get the attention of the other nations. He's got to get them to start bending and buckling and being more cooperative. We've got to level the playing field. I agree with that. And so far, based upon my limited business experience, certainly sounds to me like it's a pretty good plan. However, and this is the point of the broadcast today, is we are prophecy students. And we look at the world through the prophecy glasses And we say, okay, so what does prophecy say is coming? And then we look at the newspaper and say, okay, is any of this matching up? 
Okay, so yeah, I see some things matching up here. I think Donald Trump is doing right. I think Donald Trump thinks he is doing right concerning the tariffs. But I've been wrong before, you've been wrong before, and Donald Trump has been wrong before. So my point is, is this trade stuff, these tariffs, things that he's messing with, our question today is, is this going to be good for America, or could this cause a really big problem? Now, let's listen to what Donald Trump says about trade. Again, I like him. I like his ideas. I just hope that they work out. This is Donald Trump with Maria Bartiromo on Fox Business News. That's another thing. I love Fox, and I think they're one of the best news sources. So if you get a chance, I I just can't stand watching any of the other ones. So Fox News and the Internet are, uh, along with my researcher, my sources of news. Anyway, uh, Donald Trump. Look what's happening with the steel companies. They're expanding. They're going wild. And we need steel and we need aluminum. And we need solar panels. And, you know, the same thing with solar panels. It was like a dead business. And we did a 30% tariff because they were dumping all over the place. Washing machines doesn't sound very glamorous. It's actually a very big business. But if you look at what's happened to steel and aluminum, practically built a new industry in a period of four or five months. It's incredible what's happening. But the big thing that I'm focused on now is trade. I have to straighten out trade deals. China. We don't even have a trade deal with China. We don't have a deal. Nobody bothered to make a deal. And they'll charge 25% for a car and we charge 2.5%. And you've used those numbers on your show, so I don't want to bore people. We have the worst trade deals in the world. We lose money with everybody. We lose with everybody. We're going to make it reciprocal. We're going to make them fair. You don't know about this, but every country is calling every day saying, let's make a deal. Let's make a deal. It's going to all work out. And the markets feel like they're trusting you at this point. I think they trust me. And the farmers trust me. They do. Don't forget, the farmers, and I want all the farmers. I won that whole, you look at a map, it's got a little blue on the outside, everything else is red, and it's beautiful color red. If you look at what's happened with farms, over 15 years, it's just a steady decline. Over the last five years, they've been very bad years for farms and farmers. I said, we have to change that. One of the reasons is because they have barriers. These aren't even economic barriers, although in Canada's case, 275% tariff for dairy. That's not fair. So when would you expect your most significant deal? Well, I already pretty much finished the deal with South Korea. It was a terrible deal. Remember, it was going to produce 200,000 jobs, and they were right for South Korea, not for us. That was a Hillary Clinton special. That's done. NAFTA, I could sign it tomorrow, but I'm not happy with it. I, I want to make it more fair, okay? I want to make- You can't do NAFTA before the midterms. I, I want to wait till after the election. You're gonna have an election, it's gonna be uh, very interesting. I have a feeling he's gonna be fine. And the reason if they're not fine, I'm gonna tax their cars coming into America. And that's the big one. You know, the cars are the big one. We could talk steel. We could talk everything. The big thing is the cars. A major lobbying group for the auto industry says your administration has threatened 25% tariff on all imported vehicles will amount to $45 billion in taxes on consumers and wipe out any benefits of the tax cut plan for low- and middle-income Americans. Well, actually, it's 20%. Tell them to get their numbers right. What's going to really happen? There's going to be no tax. You know why? They're going to build their cars in America. They're going to make them here. We bring in millions and millions of cars a year. We charge 2.5%. Some of these countries don't even take our cars. If we want to send General Motors or any of our companies to some of these countries, they won't take our cars. They have a barrier. They put up a barrier, non-monetary barrier. They call it non-monetary tariff. 
and the barrier is so strong you can't sell a car. If you do sell a car, it's 10 percent, 15 percent, 25 percent. And we get 2.5% and nobody pays it. Yeah. Well, do you agree, though, that a tariff is a sales tax? Steve Forbes was on my show last week. He said, look, for every job you're creating in the aluminum and steel industry, you're losing 15 in the industries that import okay. aluminum and steel. Y- is it a sales tax? First of all, I love free trade. You know, when I was at the G7, I said, I have an idea. Everybody, I'll guarantee you, we'll do it immediately. Nobody pay any more tax. Everybody take down your barriers. No barriers, no tax. Everybody, are you all set? No more tax. Canada, you're not going to get 275% for your dairy, and you're going to take down all your barriers. We're going to take down all our barriers. We're going to take down all our taxes, right? You know what happened? Everybody said, uh, can we get onto another subject? Because America, our country, lost last year $817 billion in terms of deficit. We had a trade deficit where we have $817 billion, with a B, dollars last year. Before that, it was 800. This has been going on for years. We have rebuilt China. I have a great relationship with China, great relationship with President Xi. I have tremendous respect for him. I said, we have to straighten this out. We put in $250 billion worth of product. The tariffs are, in fact, it could go up to 500, frankly, if we don't make a deal. And they want to make a deal. I will tell you, China wants to make a deal. And so do I, but it's got to be a fair deal for this country. One of the hard things is, Our presidents and our business leaders, they were missing in action. Not so much the business leaders. You know, some business leaders benefit by allowing this stuff to go on. That's the problem. They benefit. They're more for their business than they are for the United States. I had a great company, the head of a great company, come up to me. He's very seriously affected by the tariffs. He said, Mr. President, it's not good for me right now. Ultimately, it is. But you're doing the right thing on tariffs. We'll be right back after this message. The Extreme Summer Blowout is now in effect. You can get 50 DVDs for $250, that's $5 each, 25 for $160, that's $640 each, 15 for $120, that's $8 each, 10 for $100, obviously $10 each, 6 for $70, 4 for $50, and 2 for $30. You can go to prophecyclub.com, there's a list of all the DVDs there, or you can call us and ask for the summer catalog, or download the catalog at prophecyclub.com. Flip through it, then decide which DVDs you want. That's 785-266-1112, and it expires soon. Call 785-266-1112 today. Some restrictions apply. The recordings discussed on the Prophecy Club are typically offered for a gift of $30 per disc or title, a double disc for 45 or a triple disc for 65 If there are a way that you could watch any one of our DVDs for $0.50 cents to a dollar, you probably want to know about it, right? Well, go visit WatchProphecyClub.com, where you can watch over 160 Prophecy Club titles for an introductory monthly recurring subscription of just $20 a month, or a yearly subscription for $200. The early $200 subscription is the best deal because it locks in your rate against increases in monthly subscriptions. That's WatchProphecyClub.com. You'll love the format. It's easy to watch, and the quality is great. Watch prophecyclub.com. Watch prophecyclub.com. Go check it out today. And now, back to the program. Well, you're doing the right thing on pushing back on China as well. Most people understand that they've been stealing from us for decades. But you didn't go forward with this ban on Chinese nationals acquiring a 25% stake in American companies that are in this China 2025. But now people want to know, how are you going to protect 
American innovation, technology, so the crown jewels. We're doing it through different things. What I didn't like is pinpointing China, because it's not fair. I get along with China. I like the president. He's president for life. We can call him the king, right? But I like the president. I didn't like pinpointing China. I don't think it's fair because they're not the only ones. Now, they're bigger and stronger, and frankly, they do it more, and they're probably a bigger violator. But it's other countries, too. And I wanted to go worldwide, and we are doing that. So actually, what I'm doing is... A very similar thing, but I want it to pertain to everybody. So you mean China can't, China can't do it, but other countries can. If we don't have it on everybody, then what happens is they put it through these other countries that don't have it, and you're wasting a lot of time. Now let's talk Bible prophecy. As you recall, two cows were born in America on September 25th, 2014. They were released to the public on the same day. One was born the day before, one was born on that day, but... That's a 49th Shemitah. A Shemitah means that it comes only ever seven years. Now, what's the interpretation of this? Well, the black and white cow may be meaning seven years of plenty. The color black may mean that some people get blessed, and then the white may mean some people don't. Then there's the red cow, and it may be signaling seven years of famine or tribulation. Now, the reason this is important is because the red cow was solid red with kind of a scribbled seven on its forehead, whereas the black and white cow has a perfect, I mean like a typewriter seven on its forehead. But the interesting part is they were both released to the public on the same day, and that day just happens to be the 49th Shemitah. Now, here's what it could be saying. It could be saying that this day, meaning September 25th of 2014, may have started the last seven years of plenty. That would be the black and white cow. Then after that would bring seven years of famine or tribulation. That may mean the tribulation. Now, I don't know that this is what it's saying. I want to make that clear. However, if we are reading the signs, how do you get two cows with the seven right between their eyeballs one born the 24th, but released to the public on the 25th. The other one born on September 25th of 2014, which just happens to be the 49th Shemitah. How do you get that? Okay, so that's pretty unusual. Now let's tie this back to tariffs. You might be saying, does that have anything to do with tariffs? Well, the sad part is it might. Again, I want to believe that what Trump is doing is going to be bringing blessings to us. But maybe not. March 15th, 2014, and I'm going to skip part of it, but it's called Tribulation Dream, and it was a dream given to Maurice Scalar. Now, I'm going to go through the first couple of paragraphs because that gives a lot of credibility, but then I want to get on over to the next thing that could have to do with tariffs. He said, this week I had a dream. It was a terribly frightening dream, and in it I saw a huge angel standing suspended in the air over New York Harbor. It looked so large that it covered the night sky. His body was clad in golden armor as if he was going to war. His face and entire being were so bright that I could not gaze up at him for long. White beams of light seemed to radiate outward from him in all directions. He was standing over the Statue of Liberty. It was nighttime, but I could hardly see the lights around him coming from New York City because he blazed so brightly with divine light. 
He reached for his belt that was covered with the red sash around his midsection and drew out his sword. It was so massive, it blazed with light and fire all around it. It looked as if it was a hundred foot long. I've never felt such fear in my life as I felt when I saw that angel. I just knew that this mighty warring spirit had authority from the very throne of God. He had a grim expression as he held his mighty sword over his head with both hands. I could see what he was poised to hit. It was the Statue of Liberty, and cleave it in two. I trembled and tried to hide, but the angel was looking directly at me, and I knew there was nowhere to go that he would not see me. Now, I'm going to skip down. He says, Then I saw widespread looting gangs roaming about everywhere with guns, stealing whatever food and supplies they could find. My question for today's broadcast is, could he be seeing the near future of America, what some kind of a trade war could be bringing on? Let's go on. Then I saw what looked like elite riot police by the thousands going to communities and even cities and force people out of their homes and brought into what looked like concentration camps. Some, but not all of these police armies, had light blue helmets on. Hundreds of thousands of people were arrested in this way. Many would not cooperate, and they were simply shot and left dead in their homes. But there were millions of hidden groups that escaped the first wave of these terrible disasters. Revival broke out, and great evangelists and prophets and apostles rose up and began to preach to thousands outdoors. And many were saved and born again. Miracles of provision, multiplication of food and water, and astonishing healings occurred. Millions of people cried out to God, and he heard and answered. I knew that this was not just happening in America, but the great tribulation was upon them. And all over the world, these calamities were also taking place. I saw multitudes of tribulation saints refusing to renounce Jesus as Lord. They were starving, many of them, but still refused to take the stamp on their bodies so they could eat and live. There was what looked like kiosks that were in every little town. They advertised food and water only if you went inside them and took the electronic mark. Some went in, bowed down to the holographic movie image of the Antichrist, and were branded in their hands and foreheads with an electronic tattoo-like stamp. When they came out, if they came out, they had a zombie-like look. Their minds and souls were gone. It looked like they had a spiritual lobotomy. Then these immediately joined the armies of those police units and were given weapons. After that, they were fed and drank and rested in the kiosk. They were like robots doing the Antichrist's bidding. I knew that these were lost forever, but quite a few did not make it out. They were tortured mentally and physically inside the kiosk thing. But if they still refused the mark of the beast, there was a laser that shot through their brain and heart and sliced their heads off. Then they were immediately incinerated, and nothing but ashes remained. This was the most terrifying of all. It made the Nazi death camps look like a picnic. If that is possible, millions of people were executed in this way via computer systems automatically with such precision and efficiency that I marveled that something like this was even possible, and that it could take place on such a large scale. The technology was more advanced than any I had ever seen. Now, the question we're trying to get at today is, are these tariffs going to be good, 
Are these tariffs going to be bad? I got this in the email, and I'm going to close with this. It's uh, the story of the ant and the grasshopper. Perhaps you've heard of the story before. It says the ant and the grasshopper. This one is a little different. Two different versions, two different morals. Here's the old version. The ant works hard in the withering heat, all summer long building his house and laying up supplies for the winter. The grasshopper thinks the ant is a fool and laughs and dances and plays the summer away. Come winter, the ant is warm and well fed. The grasshopper has no food or shelter, so he dies in the cold. Moreover, the story, be responsible for yourself. Now, the new millennial version. The ant works hard in the withering heat and the rain all summer long, building his house and laying up supplies for the winter. The grasshopper thinks the ant is a fool and laughs and dances and plays in the summer away. Come winter, the shivering grasshopper calls a press conference and demands to know why the ant should be allowed to be warm and well-fed while he is cold and starving. CBS, NBC, PBS, CNN, and ABC show up to provide pictures of the shivering grasshopper next to a video of the ant in his comfortable, warm home. With the table filled with food, America is stunned by the sharp contrast. How can this be? Then in a country of such wealth, this poor grasshopper is allowed to suffer so. Kermit the Frog appears on Oprah, and the grasshopper and everybody cries when they sing, It's Not Easy Being Green. Occupy the Ant Hills stages a demonstration in front of the ant's house, where the nude stations fill the Black Lives Matter group singing, We Shall Overcome. Then Reverend Al Sharpton has his group kneel down to pray for the grasshopper. While he damns the ants, he later appears on MSNBC to complain that rich people do not care. Former President Obama condemns the ant and blames Donald Trump, President Bush 43, President Bush 41, President Reagan, Christopher Columbus, and the Pope for the grasshopper's plight. Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer exclaim in an interview on the view that the ant has gotten rich off the back of the grasshopper, and both call for an immediate tax hike to the ant to make him pay his fair share. Finally, the EEOC drafts the Economic Equity and Anti-Grasshopper Act retroactive to the beginning of the summer. The ant is fined for failing to hire proportionate number of green bugs and having nothing left to pay his retroactive taxes. His home is confiscated by the government green czar and given to the grasshopper. The story ends as we see the grasshopper and his freeloading friends finishing up the last bits of the ant's food while the government house he is in, which, as you recall, just happens to be the ant's old house, crumbles around them because the grasshopper doesn't maintain it. The ant has disappeared in the snow, never to be seen again. The grasshopper is found dead in a drug-related incident in the house, now abandoned, is taken over by a gang of spiders who terrorize the ramshack, once prosperous and peaceful neighborhood. The entire nation collapses, bringing the rest of the free world with it. The moral of the story, be careful how you vote in 2018. Now, I want to say that Trump is right. I believe Trump is right. But I'm also looking at what is happening in a lot of Bible prophecy. So now is the time, brothers and sisters, to make certain our name is in the book of life and to make certain we are praying for good things to come to our nation. Speaking of that, it's summer. And I... I don't have to say this, but we need your help. We need your help. 
If you love Prophecy Club, God has blessed you. Would you remember us? Thank you for listening. Thank you for your prayers. And thank you for your gifts of support. God bless. Now from the Prophecy Club, some exciting opportunities for you. The Extreme Summer Blowout is now in effect. You can get 50 DVDs for $250, that's $5 each, 25 for $160, that's $640 each, 15 for $120, that's 8 bucks each, 10 for 100 obviously $10 each, 6 for 70 4 for 50 and 2 for $30. You can go to prophecyclub.com. There's a list of all the DVDs there, or you can call us and ask for the summer catalog, or download the catalog at prophecyclub.com. Flip through it, then decide which DVDs you want. That's 785-266-1112, and it expires soon. Call 785-266-1112 today. Some restrictions apply. We just launched WatchProphecyClub.com. You can now watch 160 Prophecy Club recordings and soon over 300 without interruption. Most people would agree 300 titles, normally $30 each, a gift of $100 a month would be reasonable, $50 a pretty good deal, but the introductory rate for a limited time is just $20 recurring monthly subscription. A one-year subscription is a gift of $200. There's no contract. You can cancel any time you want to, and you get the first three days free just to check it out. The best deal is a yearly subscription that'll lock in your rate for a year even when we raise the rates. WatchProphecyClub.com. Go check it out. WatchProphecyClub.com.